On today's episode of the Books Travel Life podcast, we'll discuss the book Tattoos on the Heart by Father Gregory Boyle, we'll discuss a trip to Minneapolis I took, as well as discussing in the life section what it's like to be homeless. This and more on today's episode of Books Travel Life. For today's book segment, I wanted to focus on Tattoos on the Heart by Father Gregory Boyle. Gregory Boyle was a Jesuit priest who basically moved himself or was placed in L.A. in one of the roughest neighborhoods uh, with gang activity in the United States. Various gang members uh, would, would constantly be fighting and arguing and killing each other. So he planted himself among the gangs and began showing the love of God to, to them through his gracious activities and he ultimately founding Homeboy Industries, which basically provided jobs and education for these gang members. One of the things that I truly, truly took away from the book is, you know, how many people he, that he has buried over his times out there. Uh, focuses the whole the book basically focuses on his work and the founding of Homeboy Industries, and then working with the gangs and provides them opportunities not only to uh, to work but to rehabilitate them from drug addiction and the gang life one thing i really take away from this is i believe that this business model or this idea that father gregory boyle implemented in la can be replicated uh, in other areas of the country due to the number of ex-convicts that are looking for for jobs especially felons and drug addicts and former drug addicts that have trouble finding work and keeping jobs if they have a place that really works and rehabilitates them and works with them, I think that uh, we, we could see major change in, in that avenue of uh, lifestyle and areas of life where some social programs just don't work. Another conviction kind of after reading the book, I thought that if these people aren't given opportunities to better themselves, how do we expect them to? I mean, living the gang life and being addicted to drugs and if they're not given opportunities after they have cleaned up, then what, you know, what, what can we expect as a society from them? So today's book, Tattoos on the Heart by Gregory Boyle, very, very great read, uh, very emotional read, but definitely uh, gives us a lot to think about in the way that our prison system works, our education system works, and our social system in general. And now a word from today's sponsor. Do you have an unfinished creative work in your life? Are you starting a creative project? Are you overwhelmed, blocked, or uncertain? Are you struggling with where to go next? Live Happy Life Coach can help you overcome creative blocks that stand in the way of completing your projects, inspire you to think bigger and work more productively, overcome fears, doubts, and anxiety that distract our creative minds. For more information on Live Happy Life Coach, click the Life Coaching tab on BooksTravelLife.com. Now back to today's show. Today on the travel segment, we'll be discussing my trip to Minneapolis. February 2012, I decided I would take a trip to Minneapolis. Uh, just not a normal trip. Just, uh, I wanted to try something different, so I rode a mega bus. Uh, it's a transportation bus, you know, similar to Greyhound would be, and v- majorly discounted rates. I basically round trip to Minneapolis, spent $21 from Champaign, Illinois to Minneapolis. 
it's a great uh, great experience um, especially from Chicago on the bus was kind of full from Champaign to Chicago but once I got to Chicago the bus to Minneapolis there was plenty of room for me so um, it was just a like I said a unique experience that I just wanted to try I love the the atmosphere on the bus you put in your headphones and you just hear the hum of the road and you're going and with the mega bus you get free Wi-Fi so you can't, you can't beat that you get a little bit, bit of work done on the road as well once I got to Minneapolis, I met up with a friend that I went to Buenos Aires, Argentina with a few years back and uh, discussed and kind of caught up on life. And uh, He's a teacher, I'm a teacher, and we were in this program at the U of I together and met, went up and met with uh, met Ray and his wife and his family for a, an evening meal and, and spent the day there. And He's kind of my chauffeur around the different uh, sites and, and things to see in St. Paul and as well as Minneapolis that both known as the Twin Cities so in in St. Paul I visited the Herb Brooks statue which Herb Brooks may be a a name that you may not be familiar with but he coached the 1980 USA hockey team that defeated Russia on the Miracle on Ice and it was just really neat uh, to see that statue and and uh, see the encouragement that it could provide and just feel the vibes of victory as I was standing next to Herb Brooks' statue in St. Paul. Another place I visited while I was in um, Minneapolis, I went to an 11-acre park. It's known as Minneapolis Sculpture Garden, and its uh, famous sculpture is the Spoon Bridge in Cherry. It's a little, sp pretty large spoon um, over a pond, and it's got a cherry on it. So, yeah, surprise, surprise, Spoon Bridge on ch and Cherry. So... Um, it was neat to see some of the other sculptures in that uh, area, as well as uh, across the pedestrian bridge over I-94. It's a pretty long pedestrian bridge, and kind of just watching the cars uh, go beneath you and walk that distance across to, to the to the sculpture garden from the main part of Minneapolis. The final place I visited, which I thought was definitely worth mentioning, was the Fauché Tower. It was built in 1929 and completed just months before the stock market crashed. And it's a 32-floor building, approximately 447 feet tall, and gives you a there's an observation deck that gives you a nice bird's eye view of the Minneapolis area and the surrounding area. Another interesting thing to note about this building, it's on the U.S. National Register of Historic Places. So if that's some things that you're checking off on your bucket list is visiting those sites of the historic places, of, make sure you see the Fauché Tower in Minneapolis. Books Travel Live strives to create harmony in the world by sharing our love of reading, exploring, and living. Do you have a suggestion for a book, a place to travel, or a life topic to discuss on the show? Let us know by emailing Jeremy at jeremy at bookstravellife.com. For today's life segment, I'm going to piggyback on the location of Minneapolis, like we, we talked about in the travel section, and discuss life on the street or the life of a homeless person. As I was walking in Minneapolis one afternoon in, in April of 2013, visiting there, walking the streets, and I noticed a homeless guy sitting there, and I was just observing him and observing the people who passed by and I just wondered you know how did this guy become homeless and what is it like to be homeless so I just decided to I didn't have anything to lose so I just decided to ask the guy well, what's it 
feel like to be homeless. And he kind of looked at me funny, and he said, he patted the ground beside him and said, sit down here for an hour, and you can see what it's like. So I sat down next to the gentleman. It was cold. The concrete pavement was cold. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. And I just watched people as they approached and as they passed. And about 95% of the people didn't even acknowledge that the man was there. He collected a couple dollars here and there from people or some spare change. But for the most part, probably only enough to buy just a small little thing at a grocery store to eat. Maybe five or six bucks he, he had um, accumulated um, in his little pile. But in the time that I was there, he only probably collected two or three dollars at the most. So we sat there and we would talk a little bit. But basically I found out that he was a homeless veteran. Uh, he was older, had been on the streets for about six years. Uh, this is after the downturn uh, in 2008. So he was uh, he was a struggling homeless person that was just trying to make ends meet um, or trying to just make it to live um, on the streets of Minneapolis. And I asked him about the cold weather because sometimes in Minneapolis it gets into the negative the negative 20s at night with a lot of wind and some snow. And I asked him, well, where do you go? And and he really didn't have too too much of an answer other than the fact that he pointed over to the side of the street uh, next to a building where there was like an exhaust system from a heat system that uh, heated the buildings. And he uh, would stand or he would lay next to it because it was blowing out warm air. So that was the thing that, that you know, I really didn't get a get an understanding for. If, you know, I was looking for places to get warm. Where would I go? I had 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 an experience with a homeless person in Springfield, Illinois at one, one point whenever I worked for the tourism office and our office was in a hotel and one day I was working in the storage area where we had put uh, travel guides for the tourism office and I noticed a pair of feet sticking out from underneath the stairwell. Uh, come to find out, um, I startled him and he startled me and I found out that he was homeless and that's where he slept and most of the time he slept during the day because at night he was jumping from place to place that was open 24 hours or wherever so he didn't really have a time and a safe spot to sleep other than the fact that he slept during the day underneath the stairwell. So I've learned, learned a lot about homeless people just in that short little time that I spent with this gentleman and how we as people uh, that have money and that have resources sometimes uh, just always assume that they're out to to take us for our money and that around the corner there's a nice looking $40,000 car. Uh, in some cases I'm sure there are con artists that, that do that type of thing but uh, at least for, for that day in Minneapolis in April of 2013 I understood what it was like to be homeless and understood the feelings that they may have uh, when people frown upon them or don't even acknowledge them at all because we all need love, we all need people, and we all need some sort of support system. So thank you for tuning in to Books Travel Life, Episode 4. We look forward to seeing you next week. As always, if you have any ideas for life stories, life topics, books, or travel locations, please let me know and send me an email at jeremy at bookstravellife.com.